The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. It's eight minutes after eight, and thanks so much for tuning into the Forum at Eight. Quite a lot of comments around uh, the ESCOM debacle, but of course, um, right now, you know, we wait to see exactly how that one pans out. But uh, moving back to the Forum at Eight, we focused this morning on the social workers' strike. Now, there seems to be no end in sight, even though negotiations between uh, Union Nahau and the Department of Social Development wrapped up last week, and workers have been demanding, among other things, the introduction of a rural allowance, the absorption of unemployed social workers, uh, social workers on a permanent basis, and also improved conditions of service for employees of the department. The strike, uh, we are told, has disrupted operations at hospitals and care centers in various provinces, with many patients struggling to access health services. And patients in ICU and those uh, seeking emergency service are also at risk. And last week, there was that tragic story about a six-month-old baby who died after she was moved from Walter Sulu Child Care Center um, in Soweto to the Bethany Trust Home in Krugersdorf. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we'll endeavor to get to the bottom of this to find out exactly what is happening as we find out what the real issues are regarding this particular strike and couldn't the strike have been avoided in one way or another. So joining us this morning is Mr. Mike Shing who's Nahau's first deputy president. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Shingange. Thank you very much, Sakina, and your listeners. We also have with us for the discussion this morning, Ms. Frain Mateis, who's a member of the public and an experienced uh, professional health care worker. Thanks so much for your time as well. Thank you. And uh, then, of course, we did try to get someone from uh, the Department of Social Development. And as we understand, someone was confirmed, but unfortunately, their telephone is off at this point. So the conversation will have to proceed without them. But of course, if at any point someone is listening uh, from the Department of Social Development and wants to weigh in, you're more than welcome to call us. And for our listeners as well, uh, you are welcome to call to tell us exactly how this particular strike has impacted your life or services around you, 891 You can also SMS us on 40938. That's our SMS line, and uh, those SMSs cost 150 per SMS. Or you can tweet to Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo using the hashtag AM Live. So let's just get to um, where this actually started and what led to the strike that's been going on for the better part of a month now, Mr. Shingange. Thank you very much. Uh, the dispute arose in the collective bargaining council uh, uh, after a period of about two and a half years of, of negotiations. Remember that the uh, workers became conscious of the fact that they had been treated unfairly in late, way back in 2014, and in 2015 the matters were in the bargaining chamber, something that the, the employer was not coming to the table in terms of uh, resolving those issues. The negotiations went on up until was the end of last year, 2016, where in uh, as a union and together with other unions declared a dispute in the bargaining council. After conciliation, uh, obviously there was no settlement. In other words, the matter was not resolved. And then workers then had to exercise their uh, options, whether to go for arbitration or to use their mass power, in this case to withdraw their labor. And the majority of the workers decided that uh, because they've been selling their labor and their labor has not been rewarded uh, accordingly, they decided to withdraw their labor, and hence we are in this uh, 
strike as we speak now. So just drilling down to the specifics of it, exactly what is it that your members are demanding? We have uh, about uh, more than 11 demands. Uh, However, we must say that uh, for the social service professions, for example, like the social workers, the key issue that has been on the bargaining council will have been the introduction of a rural allowance. You remember that in 2007 uh, there was a, a long protected strike, if you remember, in the public service. At the end of that strike, there was a resolution one of 2007 that was signed in the public bargaining council, which directed that professionals in health, in education, uh, in the justice, and everywhere else are going to be remunerated at a particular specific or according to the specific occupations. This uh, this uh, uh, was now directed that uh, all the sectoral bargaining council in this instance, the public health and social development sector bargaining council was directed to determine the criteria as well as the categories of its employees or its professionals that are, are supposed to be benefiting. Unfortunately, these category of workers that are on strike now were left out. They were not uh, uh, part of that. So what the union has been demanding over these two years was that, that let that agreement that was signed at the Central Bargaining Council be, be reviewed so that uh, the, the OSD must be introduced to them, be reviewed, so that the rural allowance, which are paid, which is paid to other professionals that are working in the rural area, which acts as an incentive to attract professionals to come and work in the rural areas where the most vulnerable are there needing the, the health care services, but nobody seems to want to work there. They should be benefiting. Those in the main, there were two. But secondly, there was, there was, there's been an issue of uh, a, a, an entry level of the social workers. Uh, you remember that these are... Uh, the cadership of the public health that goes to school for for about four years and come back, they are remunerated at level five, six, uh, at most at level seven. The demand was that they let their, their level, inter-level, inter- be moved to level 10. And then um, there's also the issue of the, the, the shortage in there, because as you know, that the shortage of the public service is a chronic thing in the public service in the whole. And I'm, I'm sure you remember... Um, a few weeks ago, we had a march to the Department of Treasury, which uh, we argued that uh, it cannot be that every time when the economy is not doing well, the workers are the ones that are asked to, to tighten their belt, in other words, freezing the pools and not filling up the pools. So you have currently a, a, a 43% of shortage in the Department of Social Development. While you have got professionals that are qualified, some of them qualified through a buzzard assisted by the Department of Social Development itself, but they are not being absorbed in the public service. So that, those are a few, some of the demands that we've been, we've, been, we've been demanding. But also there's an issue of the support staff, because it's not only social workers that are on strike, there are support staff in, the, in, the, in this department, which includes the, the, the administration, that includes those who clean, which include the social auxiliary uh, uh, social workers, which includes uh, uh, the, the child and youth care workers. Uh, which includes the gender-based uh, violence uh, workers that are in those centers. So there are a number of them, inclusive of the fact that you have those who are still working under a contract that are not permanent uh, employed by the department. We argue that the services that they, they are rendering are of permanent nature that the department will not wish it away at any time soon. As a result, it is our view that those workers, instead of them being under contract, they should be employed and be absorbed permanently in the, in the department. So explain to us now how it is then that the negotiations between yourselves and the Department of Social Development have been wrapped up and yet these issues remain unresolved. 
We don't know what uh, we mean by negotiations have been wrapped up because they have not been wrapped up. As I spoke to you, even on, on Tuesday, we were going to meet with the department, inclusive of the minister. Remember that the reason why there was a strike was because there were no longer negotiations in the, in the institutions that are established for, for negotiations, which is a, is a bargaining council. That's the reason why there was a dispute. That's the reason why a commissioner has to be brought in to make to, to, to conciliate, which is say That's why we're on a strike. So when we strike, what we've been trying to do now uh, as negotiations, outside the negotiations, was to get the employer to agree to go back to the bargaining council and, and, and table an offer or a, a counter-offer to our demand and response. So yes, from the 10th of, uh, you remember that when we marched on the 10th of February, we gave the minister, but I mean, five days to respond to our demand, which she did it. She only responded on the 10th uh, of uh, March, uh, a few days before we, we, we started the strike. And we had that meeting, which collapsed, because at that point, there was no clear indication that the department understood what we were talking about. Again, on the 12th, we met, and in those negotiations, we didn't go any far. But we have done established two teams, uh, a team that is comprising of the two parties, both the employer and the union, that is working very hard around the clock to try and narrow down issues. We might say we, we are making progress, however, we are, we are not yet there, but that's what has been taking place uh, throughout the past week or so, which is going to be continuing even on, on Tuesday. Hopefully, where we, when the minister comes back to the table for the second time, we think that uh, we're going to agree that the their negotiators must now go to the bargaining council table a, an offer which now we will be able to negotiate and try to resolve the issue. So negotiations have not been wrapped up. In fact, negotiations in the institutions or in the platform which has been created for negotiations has not been taking place, which is the bargaining council. Ms. Frayn, uh, Matthijs, let me bring you in here. As somebody who is working, um, you know, directly with the public, um, tell us how this has impacted on services on the ground. I can only do what I, um, I, I, I hear is the problem, but I can understand fully with the uh, range of um, workers, including the social workers and the support staff, being on strike, what impact it would have. And as a health professional, one always has to be the patient advocate, and I'm quite sure the same, is, it was the, the same sentiment is for the social workers. Um, and... I think the problem is that as soon as you don't have your support staff, if it's in care homes, um, you don't have your cleaning staff, you don't have the catering people, and therefore you can't service your clients adequately. And particularly when they're children, um, that's absolutely critical, but it's also critical, of course, if it's a frail and, or disabled people who can't help themselves. So you need those auxiliary workers, you need your auxiliary social workers. The same for clinics and hospitals. So the fact that there are these delays um, and um, not being prepared despite two teams working around the clock, as Mr. Mike has said, um, is for all of us a disaster. And maybe there is um, some sort of a tactic in the department or just... um, and it's left to the responsibility to heed what your valuable asset, your staff, is saying to you. But as I say, one always has to be the advocate for the patient or the client if you're a social worker. And the other issue that has not been mentioned is that the um, government has not developed the... Um, the um, um, 
what is the word I'm trying to think of at the moment, the um, uh, the special services that need to be continued in any form of um, problem. So, and 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 um, have you had any uh, particular complaints from the community? We heard of that uh, six-month-old baby who unfortunately died. And um, have there been other instances that you are aware of where this has had a particular negative impact on other people? No, not only what I've seen and heard in the press, and particularly the baby. I'm not actually um, involved uh, hands-on in any projects at the moment. Um, and I, that's why I was hoping that you could get um, Simon Slongwani, and I think that you might have been able to get him on the line from Denosa because he could report on anything in the health system. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Ms. Frayn Mateis, um, experienced professional healthcare worker, uh, giving us some of her perspectives on this particular matter. Well, we do have Mr. Uh, Devin Chinapin, um, Chief Director for Human Capital at the Department of Social Development on the line now. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Mr. Chinabun, uh, what is the Social uh, Development Department's view uh, regarding these concerns that have been raised uh, by Nahau on behalf of their members and the fact that you haven't been able to come to a resolve um, in about a month's time? Let, let me firstly indicate the issues raised by Nahau are issues that the department takes very seriously. Uh, some of the issues have been raised and identified by the department itself through a number of, of, of interventions. And, 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 for example, we had the social work in DABA and our engagement with the community. So, so we are in agreement with Nehau in terms of that. Uh, the issues, some of the issues raising around the absorption of social work graduates, the payment of a rural or remote allowance, uh, and, 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 and the review of the salaries, in particular the review of the OSC. We are in agreement. We have been engaging with Nehau tirelessly from, from the 10th of February when they raised these issues to say, how do we together find the way forward? We have met with them. We have found common ground in a number of areas. Uh, we are meeting again. We've met on Friday. We met, uh, 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 we're going to meet again this morning, and we're hoping that we would jointly find a way of addressing these issues. So significant progress has been made on the issues raised by Nehau. Uh, there, and, and there are issues that we, are, we share the same view. We have to absorb social workers. We have to look at the conditions of service. We have to look at services being provided in the rural area and, and, and encouraging officials to get to those areas. So, so we are confident that together with Nehau, we would be in a position by this afternoon. We have reached a common ground already, uh, and, and, and it is just about jointly how we implement that. How do we go back to the council and start implementing these issues? So tell us about those uh, significant inroads that have been made. I, 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 it, it, it might be premature. Uh, I, I don't want to be seen to be, to be uh, 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 stealing the thunder of, of, of what Nahau has raised, but in the main there are around 11 issues raised by Nehau. The first issue was the absorption of social work graduates. We have a, a scholarship program, uh, and, and, and those graduates that, that, uh, that come through that program, 
need to be absorbed in the department, into, into the workforce of the We have been having a challenge in terms of the amount of graduates being produced and the ability of the department to, to absorb them uh, has, has been a challenge because, as you may be aware, there's a compensation budget and the number of posts are fixed. Uh, but we have managed to secure funding from National Treasury, and we've agreed with the absorption of around 556 graduates from 1 April. In terms of the rural allowance, we have identified and developed a model for, for, for the payment of a rural allowance. So the agreement is in terms of how do we start implementing that and how do we make sure that uh, the allowance is, is paid as, 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 as a as soon as possible. Uh, the issue around the entry-level salaries, again, we are in agreement when we did the OSD, which is the Occupational Specific Dispensation, uh, the salaries uh, needed to be reviewed uh, in, uh, on an annual or three-year basis, uh, and, and, and we've agreed on a time frame to say, let us sit down, give us three months to look at that and come with a, a, a proposal. Included in the review of the, of, of the OSD would be the issue around rate progression. Uh, the occupational specific dispensation uh, deals with a number of things. It deals with entry-level salaries, appointment requirements, rate progression. We said, let us give us three months to come back and put a proposal on the table, and then we can take it forward and see how we implement it. I think in the main, those two areas are, are the points of, of, of uh, importance, the payment of the rural allowance and the review of the OSD. We have, we, have, we have made uh, grounds, we have found each other in terms of the extension for the payment of danger allowance, uh, the provision of, of working tools or what we call the tools of trade. So we've agreed in principle that we will set up task teams between Nahawu, the department, in the provincial chambers uh, to, to look at and to monitor the implementation of, of these tools. Uh, lastly, of, 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 uh, uh, this is not all of the issues. I'm just picking up one or two of the main issues. Uh, the issue around insourcing of, of, of secure care centers, uh, and we have agreed, we have agreement. So we have met one another to a large extent. Uh, it is a matter of just refining that, uh, informing the principles, and then looking at how we, we deal with the implementation of the technical details of, of, of these issues. So, Mr. Shishange, you are, you are aware of all of these developments, and um, by the sounds of it, it would seem as though a breakthrough is imminent and that the strike, you know, um, may actually end sooner than we think. No, 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 I can't make that commitment. In fact, he started very well by saying that it is premature because that's not how we conduct negotiations. We don't negotiate on the media, that's one. But two, uh, he knows very well that when we met on Thursday, in fact, on Wednesday, we agreed that we must, uh, both parties must consult their principals. And our principal in this case is the members who are on strike currently, who are the ones who took the decision to go on strike. So the number of movements that have been made by the employer are supposed to be presented to our members for, their mem- for the members to make a determination. That's one. But two, um, you will know by now that when we met on Friday, we already indicated that some of the things that he's presenting as a they have been moved. Uh, some of the things that our members have rejected and are putting a, a number of other demands there. But we want to also say, Sagina, that uh, negotiations are, and agreements 
are signed at the, at the bargaining council. One of the reasons that Nihau is on strike is to defend the spirit of collective bargaining because the, the behavior of the department since uh, that 2014 has been to undermine the principle of collective bargaining. In other words, disregard what has been discussed at the level of the bargaining council. Uh, you, 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 you hear him raising the issue of the social workers in Dava, which they convened in 2015. They left us at the bargaining council. We have been raising these issues. They went to the, to the, to the social workers in Dava through the minister, promising the social workers that they are going to restore what they call the integrity and the dignity of the profession. Up to today, none of those resolutions from the Indaba have been implemented by the department, which are the are the crimes or are the, some of the demands that they, they now we are on we are on strike about. So, we think that they must respect the collective bargaining. They must go and present these matters where negotiations are supposed to take place and an agreement being signed in the collective bargaining. Yes. I can confirm that we are making, we are, we are having negotiations, we are discussing. I can confirm that we are narrowing down issues. However, indeed, we should not jump the gun uh, and let the members and uh, hear these matters over the media before they are reported to and take a decision about the way forward. Well, we'll um, take your calls after the news break, 891 because we are fast coming up to news time. And uh, then you can also send us your messages via SMS at a cost of 150 per SMS. The number is 40938. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. And just looking at some of those uh, messages coming through on this one, uh, Pelki uh, says, uh, today in history, just imagine Ubaba firing Batabile and his reasons uh, you must improve as a minister. Mzolisi says uh, Nehau is no longer effective or militant and shouldn't um, expect any breakthroughs. How can Nehau claim to have concluded negotiations uh, while grievances of social workers are not resolved? Well, I think Mr. Shishange explained there to us that um, Shingange explained that that is indeed not the case. And then uh, at Outside Commissar says I do believe that it is the health professionals that can change the situation at our public health care facility. And Edwell Faree uh, sends um, uh, uh, quite a few tweets saying, um, good morning, SK. The conditions that some social workers are in definitely is a reason to strike because nothing um, is done to help them. And I'll read the rest of Edwell's tweets after the news headlines. Right now, Nomsam Duli standing by. Thank you, Sakina. Triple murder accused Henry van Breda goes on trial in the Cape Town High Court today. The 22-year-old is accused of killing his parents and brother at the luxury Dizalza estate in Stellenbosch in January 2015. The Social Development Department and other government officials will meet in Johannesburg today to discuss ways to ensure that 17 million grant beneficiaries are paid next month. As in all occasions, when the first falls on a weekend, Sasa pay points do not open and some which means uh, that some beneficiaries will get paid on Monday, April the 3rd. And in Japan, six children are feared dead and four other people are missing after an avalanche struck a ski resort north of Tokyo this morning. The children were taking part in a large-scale mountain climbing event involving seven schools. More details at 9. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead.
Just uh, an update on our top story this morning. The N3 South uh, along the eastern bypass around Joburg. The earlier uh, crash involving the pedestrian down at Van Buren had been cleared. Uh, no sooner had that been cleared than there was another bumper crash, which is also now out of the way. So uh, there is traffic between Marlborough Drive and uh, Galilees, but it is getting a move on. R24 N12 routes coming in from the east are starting to ease up. Uh, the N3 North is still very slow going through the Bedford UQs back to the uh, Reading Interchange on the N12 this morning. Uh, no lights on Main Reef at uh, Amalgam, so there is a uh, delay coming in from Industria. Traffic lights are out as well. Hendrik Portkeeter at Falls, so big delays, big traffic coming in from Ramsack and a collision. Vehicle overturning, quite a nasty crash. Bay is Nordir at Dale Lace. Uh, CR Swart on the other side, so expect some delays there for a bit as well. Uh, the traffic lights in uh, Santon are not working this morning. Uh, Ravonia and Marion Street. That Marion Street is between South Road and Greyston, and that's why it's so heavy coming down from the Ravonia side. A lot of traffic on the old Joburg Road between the N1 Highway and Olifunds Fontaine in the Ranges Park area. And uh, Pretoria Stationary Vehicle M1 North before Rigel. So there are some queues going up out of uh, Centurion from Boerta Avenue. Uh, crash in Durban uh, around the Sherwood Interchange on the N3 this morning. It just means a really big delay coming down the N2 from Queen Nandi Drive through the Umgerni Road Interchange and uh, down to four level for a turn in towards that crash. And p- some protesting this morning around the Verulam and uh, Phoenix areas. Ottawa traffic lights and uh, generally in Phoenix has been a bit mobile. Also, public order police arriving into Eshawi's main streets this morning uh, to deal with protesting there. There will be some closures and certainly disruption around that central Ishawi area. And then Cape Town, a collision on the N7 south before you get to Bosslandsdam Road. Been there a little while. Uh, traffic very heavy on that run down from the uh, Danoon side this morning. Big queues down through Plattercliffe Road uh, towards the crash scene. It just means Plattercliffe Road and the Richwood Road routes under pressure in that area as well. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. 104.3, the home of SAFM in Rustenburg. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The exciting Absa Premiership continues this weekend. Rikau Fela. On Saturday at 3, Lamontville Golden Arrows tackle Highlands Park at Princess Makoko Stadium. And Bulukwani City is up against Siwelele at Old Pitamukaba Stadium. At 6, Ian Lakoto hosts Orlando Pirates at James Mutlati. Be sure to be part of the action. It is the Absa Premiership. Tickets available from Fortirand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And that's 26 minutes before 9 and on the Forum at 8 this morning, we are looking at the social workers' strike and asking whether the strike could have been avoided and how is it impacting people's lives on the ground. It's been going on for the better part of a month now and uh, it would seem at the moment that uh, there still is no uh, end in sight. So let's just take a look at uh, some of the comments. Our guest this morning, uh, we have Mr. Devon uh, Chinapan, who is Chief Director for Human Capital at the Department of Social Development. And we also have Nahawu's first Deputy President, Mr. Mike uh, Shingange, as our guest this morning. So um, I'll come back to uh, the messages uh, that I received from Ed Wolfery in just a moment. But let me just run through some of the others. Mtunzi Mamkeli says, um, is working in the rural areas a favor that needs to be remunerated? And I am Shongwe from um, Pumalanga and Gauteng says, well, government is tasting its own bitter medicine. There's no need for rural allowances. Government is supposed to be sending a variety of people from various provinces and villages to university to study as social workers. And there will be no reason to import uh, these uh, spoiled township and city boys and girls to the rural areas. In fact, 
we have no reason to have staff shortages in the public service. Government must pay for education for all South Africans and the students must, upon completion, work for the public service for the period that they spent at university. NASFAS must then uh, uh, fall and we will have competent and qualified staff, not this shenanigans and we need patriots and not check collectors. Viva South Africa, viva. That's from I am Shongwe. This one says uh, scrap union and all forms of sheltered employment, scrap all forms of sheltered employment. Another one says, I'm on my way to a court uh, in Graf Reynet where a social worker is supposed to assist as uh, intermediary for a minor rape victim. And I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Um, This one from Anne in the Western Cape. Anne says, it is significant and all too often that an official's phone is off or was sick when expected to talk on radio or appear in parliament. And this is just pure arrogance. Uh, Steve Matsimo and Soshanguve says social workers are correct to strike. They've been abused for a very long time. And uh, someone else asked, uh, what does this have to do uh, with ICUs? And uh, just coming back to Edward Faree, um, uh, let me start at the beginning of that uh, series of SMSs. Edward says, the conditions that some social workers are in definitely is a reason to strike because nothing is being done to help them. My wife is a social worker and they were given a 40% increase about two years ago uh, by the Department of Social Development. But because of corruption uh, from head office side, they didn't receive it. The accountant is corrupt as well as members of management, but the department is under the impression that they are receiving these monies because two different payslips are being concocted. Please investigate this. Well, there's a serious, serious allegation. Uh, let me start. Let's start with that one, um, uh, Chief Director there, uh, Devin Chinapan. Are you aware of any such? We, we are aware. We are aware that uh, uh, it has come to our attention uh, that the conditions of, of service by provided by the NPOs who are, who are largely private sector regulated uh, uh, are, are not consistent and irregular amongst themselves. Um, the NPO is a, is a, 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 a large sector. Uh, what we have agreed to do is to look at and establish a task team to ensure that these, these are individual cases. They might not necessarily come to our attention, uh, if, uh, but we have taken a broader view to establish a task team to look at how then do we regulate uh, and ensure that the conditions of services provided by the private sector uh, uh, NPOs are, 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 are consistent and, 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 and fair. Uh, so, so that is work that's going to be to be done. We have a funding policy that regulates the, the, the funding of NPOs, and we are going to look at how do we, first of all, number one, amend the contract to those NPOs that ensure consistency and then look at the funding policy to cover those kinds of gaps. I must say that these individual uh, 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 issues will not necessarily uh, come to our attention. This is the first time we're hearing of, of such that of two, two pay slips and a 40% increase. These conditions of services are determined largely. NPOs are, are independent institutions. Their conditions of services are determined largely by the NPOs themselves. Uh, but in order to ensure given the fact that it has implications 
uh, for, for, for the broader services that social development provides, we are going to look at uh, issues around the contracts of NPOs and funding policy. And uh, just looking at the ethical responsibilities um, of social workers and uh, the issue that one of our listeners raises about not having an intermediary in a rape case involving a minor, uh, what's your response to that as the union, Mr. Shingange? No, that's true. That's very unfortunate uh, that uh, it goes uh, through uh, because of the strike. But, uh, you know, Sakina, the, for a very long time, social workers' uh, profession has not been uh, remembered in this country. I mean, the only time you get to, to, to for people to recognize that we have got social workers that are needed is in cases like this, is in cases of uh, sequoia centers, and in the cases of, if you remember, when Marikana happened, it, is, it was the social workers that were flown into there to make sure that they, 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 they cancelled the beliefs in the affected families. It was when Lagos happened, when that, uh, that the building collapsed in the city of Joshua. It, it was our social workers who had to be flown in, in, in and out of the country to cancel the families of the affected people. But uh, their conditions, as uh, one of your listeners has been raising, have not been, uh, been taken care of. So it's as, as, as if uh, this uh, profession is at the backseat of every other profession. And I want to deal also, Sagina, with, with one of the questions that was raised, whether the rural, uh, working in rural areas is something mm. that must be is, is it a favor. It may not be a favor, uh, however, it's a reality of our experience that uh, very few professionals want to go and work in the rural areas where there will be no uh, 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 school for their kids or there will be no uh, uh, conditions that goes with uh, those that they work in the urban areas or in the townships and so on and so on. So it has been a policy of government for about uh, 15 years now to incentivize or to attract scarce skills because social profession, it is a, a scarce skill in this country. So there has been a scarce skills allowance in the past, there has been OECD, there has been rural allowance, all of those trying to attract uh, professionals to work in the rural areas where the majority of our people need these services. Secondly, it is not, it is as if uh, because we have accepted as a public servant to serve the public, in particular the poor, it is as if we must go and, and, and accept to work for free. That is not the case anyway. Every worker in this country, public service not excluded, are, are, are entitled to proper remuneration and proper salaries and proper incentives given the country we live in today. So this blackmail that uh, because you, are, you, you, you should be a patriot, and then a patriot is somebody that must accept to work and work and not be remunerated accordingly. It's something that is a notion that we totally disagree with, and that is why we have got the cadership that today has said that enough is enough. That's why they are on a strike. So it's unfortunate that they, indeed because of the strike they, they will have to be casualties. By the way, we must indicate that it's not only uh, the public that uh, uh, as if we are not members of the public ourselves that get affected by the strike like this uh, 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 listener of yours. You must remember that we are, we are told about the baby that, that died, for example, in Houten. But ourselves as, as, as a union, we have lost workers. We have lost a worker who, who tried to defy the fact that there's a strike, who went to the strike, he found, he found himself alone there, who was in the secure center, and the very same patients that he was there to serve, they, they stabbed and killed him. And this is not a matter that has been publicized in the whole country. It's only one, one casualty, on one side of casualty that is being publicized. We have, as workers, during the strike, lost members who tried to go to work during the strike. Not killed by their, their fellow workers, but killed by the, the very same patients that were going to, to, to service them.
Mm. And what about the ethical responsibility towards the community, though? You know, where these communities are now left to fend for themselves in an area where you have actually, at least your members uh, who are social workers, have actually, you know, uh, basically um, signed themselves onto um, a responsibility to take care of these communities. What about that? It's a, it's a point I was making earlier on. The fact that we have signed to care for the community and the act ethical, it doesn't mean that we accept to work for free. That's the point I was making. But secondly, it is unethical for a department or for an employer to expect that its employees can just work for free. It's also unethical. So the ethics must go both ways. It can't be one-sided ethics. Sure, fair enough. But, but, but are your members then not being negligent now in um, not dispensing their duties? No, they are not. You can only be negligent if you are negligent while on duty. Our members are not on duty now. They've exercised their constitutional rights that when they are not happy, when there is a dispute in the bargaining council, they declare it, when the matter is not resolved, they must go and protest and they are protesting. So they can't be, they can't be accused of being negligent. And it does seem, at least evidently, Mr. Chinapan, that um, social workers are at the bottom of the totem pole because I remember a couple of months ago a, a social worker sending me an email talking about the conditions under which she had to operate, where she had to use her own money uh, in order to go and fulfill her tasks because she wasn't given a vehicle. And, and, and so it would seem as though she was actually funding her own job. Surely that's not acceptable. It, it, it is not. Uh, okay, Mr. Chinapan. Indeed, indeed, uh, it is. It, it is not an ideal, an ideal situation. Uh, I'm not sure the social worker you you you're, you're, you're saying is from the from the uh, private funded NPOs or from 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 the employed by government social development. Uh, indeed, it would not be. It's not an ideal situation where where employees fund their own travel uh, and, and such. Hence, I'm saying that uh, there has been progress made with regard to the issue of the provision of tools of trade, including then the transport. It's a matter of finding ways of how do we, how do we start implementing it progressively. Uh, the tools of trade is, is, is a package of, a minimum package of tools that a social worker required, and, and, and uh, that has been finalized. There are provinces that are implementing it. It is a matter of saying, how do we make sure that all provinces ensure that this is the minimum package, uh, and that's something we are dealing with. Well, we'll take some calls now. 0891-104-208. Uh, Felix is in Alspreet. Good morning. Good, good morning, Satina. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I don't really know, I don't understand where the, the negotiation is coming from. Because this is just common sense. Do you want to tell me that workers are not supposed to be paid what they are supposed to be paid? you want to tell me that these social workers are not supposed to be absorbed into the a public service when we have a lot of vacancies in the public service? Now, this is just common sense. The employer, the government in this case, is actually not doing anything. And now they want to blame workers when they go on strike, when there is a problem. We did not sign up to do free work for the society because we have to survive too. And therefore, the government must step up and take responsibility what we are supposed to take responsibility for. It is just not acceptable that we blame workers when there is a problem. After all, the workers agreed to work if they are paid correctly the way they are supposed to be paid.
Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Felix, which is an interesting question because, uh, uh, Mr. Shingange, you were just telling us about social work being classified as a scarce skill. If that's the case, why do we have social workers who are unemployed? Mr. Shingange? In fact, the reason why the department uh, will have even to embark on offering bursaries to, to help students who are aspiring to be social workers was exactly that, uh, that uh, in fact, uh, uh, it's a scale skill we need to attract as many as we can because almost every household in this country needs a social worker for one reason or another. So to, 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 to have them graduate and stay at home, it's something that is baffling. You will know that uh, even in terms of the National Development Plan, uh, by 2030, or the, what is called Vision 2030, you will need 55,000 uh, uh, social workers uh, in terms of that in terms of that plan. But currently, we only have 23,000 23, uh, as we speak. So you can see that we are still very far in terms of uh, achieving even the goals or the, or the aspirations of the National Development Plan. It recognizes too that plan that indeed the social workers are very critical and are very scarce skills. Mr. Chinapin. Yes, it is acknowledged that social work is a, 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 a scarce skill. Uh, uh, it's a critical skill that needs to be reinforced and, and, and increased. Uh, uh, the issue around the NDP talks about 55,000, which is a uh, which talks to all of the social service professions, not only social workers. That would be your social auxiliary workers, your community development practitioners. Now, you'll also appreciate that the, the, the number of, of, of social workers that can be employed in government is determined by a compensation budget. Uh, but what, what we are doing to address this, we have, we are, we have as indicated earlier, we have secured funding from National Treasury for the absorption of approximately 500 graduates, appreciating that that would, that would not address all of the graduates that are coming through the system we are looking at engaging with other department, sector departments that employ social work, your education, uh, defense, uh, etc. So, so there is this continuous engagement from the department side, uh, uh, and, and and also there's this uh, uh, looking at other alternatives of how do we then increase the workforce uh, and and getting the social work scholarship into the network program. So, so there are a number of things. There are technical difficulties. Uh, to, to have all social workers, uh, employing all of the social workers that comes out, but it's also in keeping with the broader uh, uh, development plan, creating human resource development for the broader uh, which which would then provide a base for, for, for your, your, your NPOs and, and, and the private sector. Uh, having said that, there is acknowledgement that uh, there are more graduates than the department can take, and there are initiatives in place to ensure that, even looking at the, the extending the social work bursaries to, to the other professionals, like your social auxiliary workers and your community development practitioners, so that we spread it and we do not create only social work graduates, which, which we would have a difficulty in, in absorbing. So, so, so then I'm, I'm so confused now as to the definition of a scarce skill, you know, because uh, clearly there's some confusion uh, there. But uh, here's uh, an, a tweet or two uh, from Lindy Wesebe um, on the issue that I raised earlier. It says, 
I'm a social worker within social development. And yes, we do subsidize um, our, ourselves to render services. We use our own resources, such as private cars to conduct home visits and cell phones to make contact with our clients. So, so seemingly, as I said, evidently, uh, at least anecdotally, this seems to be going on, Mr. Chinapan. Yes, it may. And as I indicated earlier, we are taking steps to address that, to address all of the issues in terms of the conditions of service. But why haven't you addressed it to this point? Why hasn't it been addressed? Why is it okay for people to have to use their personal resources to do their jobs? It, 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 It does not mean to say that it was not being addressed. Uh, there, there, there were initiatives put in place to, to, to address that. You, you're not going to resolve all of these issues in one go. It is a matter of prioritizing uh, what we need to, to address uh, and, 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 and prioritize and, and address them progressively. So I'm not saying I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm not saying it is, it is okay for officials to I acknowledge that it is not ideal. It is not. But uh, given the funding model that you would have and given the resources of government, we would need to prioritize and address this progress. <clears throat> uh, let's uh, just hear from Stembiso in Bethal, who is a social worker. Morning, Stembiso. Morning, how are you? Well, and you? I'm good. Uh, I just want to say that the department is failing as a social worker and a social worker. Since we have been employed, other office, we, we also have uh, cars that are not working well. Yeah. They are expected to go to the home visit each and every day, but the cops are not working well. Other officers, they don't have a good working conditions. Others are also using their own air times. I'm not saying about the other, other times, they're also using their own air times to call clients. When you go to the home visit, you find that you don't find that home that you are looking for. You have to take out your cell phone and contact that client to give you directions to where they are staying. The department is saving us already. Now with the salary that we are earning, if you can buy a house, you cannot buy a car. Yeah? Totally it's wrong. The department must also take social workers uh, seriously. Unless if they don't do that, we are going to continue with the strike. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much, Timmy. So in um, um, Bethel, basically just confirming uh, what I was saying and what our um, uh, person on Twitter, Lindy Wesibay, was saying, uh, that indeed, you know, they find themselves as social workers in this situation where they have to use, even though they are not uh, being remunerated fantastically, they still have to use those very same uh, meager earnings to subsidize doing their work. Um, Mr. Shingange? Yes, no, 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 exactly. Look, uh, this is what it goes to the issue of the ethics. So if you think that they are not committed to serve the, what they have signed out for, listen to the lived experience of the workers, what they do. And these are conditions that need to change before we can say we are making progress together with the department. Because uh, these are some of the resolutions that were taken in for the so-called social workers in Dawa that was held in Devon in 2015, that none of them have been implemented. So all we are raising that day, even if you are committed, even if you, need, you, you indeed work in this uh, very critical uh, department and you, you want to, you, to go with ethics, 
It cannot be that you are asked to, from your meager salary to also subsidize the state by transporting yourself, by, by what we call in, in part of our 11 demands, working tools and working conditions. These are the issues that we must find each other and they must change. And they must change uh, very quickly if we are to have a motivated battalion of social workers uh, who are prepared, uh, who are going to work there very, very energized and work the, uh, and, and service the, the community with, with, with pride. Uh, it's almost like a slavery situation where you are expected to act ethically, uh, committedly, but your employer and the people that you are, you, are, you are servicing are not appreciating what you're doing. And we think with everything else that is going in, the, in this country, that has to change. Uh, workers can no longer tolerate this thing anymore. So let's read a few more messages. Mlu in Peter Maritzburg says, Why must it take a strike before chief directors, deputy directors and director generals of social development who earn millions of rands could make a simple decision that they are aware of and concur with? Uh, what are they saying to the public of South Africa about their fiduciary duties? Mr. Chinapin? I, I don't think... I don't think it would be fair to, to to create the impression that nothing is being done or nothing has been done. Uh, uh, from the time of the social work in Daba, uh, tough things have been put in place uh, and, and a lot of work has been done around, around the issue. Uh, you'll appreciate that in the public service you would have to marry the, the limited resources with the unlimited demand. And, and, and that is exactly what, what we are doing. So uh, there's been progress made in, 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 in provinces. Yes, you still have the situation of, of uh, individuals using their cars. And we are saying that these task teams will ensure with clear time frames that these things are implemented and, 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 and monitored. But let me ask this question this way, Mr. Chinapan. Would you, as Mr. Chinapan, accept a situation whereby you have to use your money and your resources to do this job, Mr. Chinapan? Yes, I, 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 I think that uh, that that would depend on 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 how you how you, how you take your responsibilities and how you feel. I will not necessarily have a problem doing that in the interest of, of service delivery. So, uh, so, so, not, would you be able to suspend your salary? Will you be able to? Will you suspend your salary until such time that these differences are actually mapped out? I think that is, 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 is personalizing this. You'll appreciate salaries are meant to 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 cater for a, a number of family needs and, and other areas. Exactly. So exactly for family uh, needs and other areas. Not, so, what makes the yeah, social so workers it, different? Social workers earn a salary, and I'm not becoming defensive about it. The salary may not be enough. As I said, we are, we are looking into the issue of the salary uh, and, 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 and all of the other issues. It is wh- whether we address the issue of salary first or the car. So we would need to find a, a common ground in terms of, of making sure that all of these things are a, a addressed progressively. It's not, it is not one for the other. It's not about uh, suspending your salary for the purposes of, of, of providing tools of trade or providing tools of trade uh, at the expense of salary. We would need to make sure that you have a basic salary to, 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 to uh, uh, maintain your, your lifestyle and, and all the other tools of trade that you would need to deliver on your service. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a difference between the two. No, there isn't, Mr. Collapan, Mr. Chinapan, because I'll tell you why. Because you wouldn't accept that, and yet it takes time 
for it to be resolved as it pertains to social workers. Hence, I said it is very clear that they do find themselves at the bottom of the totem pole. And theirs is a matter that can be resolved whenever uh, we get to that point. At least that is what it seems like on face values from the um, anecdotal evidence provided by social workers themselves.